All right, greetings, everyone. I'm excited for the show today. I'd like to welcome Martin McGregor, CEO and co-founder of Devicey. Welcome to the show, Martin. Thank you, Ben. Great to be here. Yeah, great to have you. So let's kick this off. Tell us a little bit about your SaaS background. Well, I would say that I I'm, I'm not strong in, except for that I'm a consumer, uh, typically, and uh, you know have have been a consumer. Uh, my kind of my kind of feeling with it is, whenever there's been some sort of technology, particularly you know something that I could consume, uh, where you know it's 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 not really critical for it, for the business, or it's it's it's, it's something that I just want to get done. Nice and easy. I'm always looking for SaaS. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, would you say you're an early adopter on the consumer side? One hundred. I'm a big believer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which is not surprising. You know, with SaaS founders, you're living in the SaaS space. So, tell us what. So, you're a co-founder at Devicey. So, tell us a little bit about what Devicey does. So, we do device management as, as a service. Mm-hmm. Uh, IT would be the you know, our consumer, that's that's who usually, that's our buyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do for them is we allow them to, to use our platform to, to de- manage their devices at scale and apply the configurations that they need to uh, with, with automation. So everything from the setup of the device, wherever mm-hmm. it is in the world, it works completely over the, over the internet to applying the security that they need to defend against cyber attacks and gain the compliance that organizations typically need this, you know, in this day and age. Okay. Yeah. Pretty interesting. And so this, is this like any devices, tablets, laptops, uh, mobile phones? It, it, yeah, that's exactly right. It's devices. We focus on employee devices in mm-hmm. particular or student devices, whatever, but end user devices in, in particular, we're not really interested in, in dealing with servers or, you know, typically devices that don't move. That's kind of the easy thing where okay. we're, we're dealing with a, a, um, a considerable gap that um, is out there in the market that relates specifically to employee devices and, or end user devices and the challenges that, you know, are in that domain. Okay. And then, yeah, really interesting then. So how, do you charge, is this like a fixed subscription per month? Does it scale based on devices? Tell us a little bit about your revenue stream and pricing. Sure. So the, the way that it works is it's a per user per month thing mm-hmm. for our customers. You know, they, they are um, hundreds or thousands of uh, end users. They would pay for each user per month. And uh, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, um, it's a one cost for the entire organization. There's no project uh, setup fees or anything like that. That that's that's required for the organization to to consume us. It's it's a simply just a, a month by month price. Okay, so no, you said no setup fees, so no professional services to get them up and running. Now, is there is do you need to kind of have some configuration, or are they able to just kind of self serve and just get themselves up and running without your help? We, there's an onboarding process, you know, that we we go through. Most of that's just helping them navigate decisions that they need to that they need to make. Um, we use automation throughout that whole entire process, and and eventually we will have a you know a self service function. But for the most part, it's to help them navigate some of the the um, the um, the technology decisions that they have to make 
to get to the outcomes that we're trying to help them get to. So there's yeah. there's a little bit of, of handholding, mm-hmm. um, but, but it's not it's not like what is typical in this in this domain, which is you know very long projects building the infrastructure and and making that available to to the organization so that they can then deploy to end users. Uh, Because of our extensive use of automation, that entire project that's typical for uh, end user device management is is automated. So that only takes, you know, it really just takes minutes. And so rather it's really about them making the decisions that they need to for their organization and then um, us supporting them through that process. Okay. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And so your co-founder, do you have one other co-founders, multiple co-founders at Devicey? We've got two co-founders. Okay. So two other co-founders. Yeah. And then tell us, you know, your background, you know, we have, you know, co-founders who are technical, co-founders who are in sales or the business side. What, what your background, what, where, where does it uh, kind of lie as, as far as, you know, your, your education and skill set? Well, uh, we're, we're all technical. I think going into this business, we've realized just how technical we are. <laughs> we're very, yeah. we're very, very, all three of us met uh, delivering technology projects to, uh, you know, commercial technology. So we're all very deep in that in that domain. Um, there's a few areas that we've all worked together where there's some overlap. Um, and, and that really is in cybersecurity, in device management, uh, particularly for, for enterprises, larger, larger organizations. Um, however, there is quite a bit of diversity in our skill set uh, regardless. So we, we're, we're a complementary team and do have different skills, but we're cer- certainly none of us had a strong commercial background or a strong sales background or marketing background. So, so those are areas where we've really had to skill up fast uh, and also, you know, bring in people that, are, that did have expertise and were, were deep in those regards. Okay. And then what year did you found uh, Devicey then? It's only a couple, we've only been going a couple of years now, uh-huh. uh, two years. Uh, it was born out of a, a, a cybersecurity consultancy that, the, th- the three founders run. Uh, so we, we first introduced it to a, a customer of that, that business. A, we help companies deal with their cybercrime. We, we help them build defenses. And this is really a technology that helps our customers do that for their end user devices. So dealing with things like somewhere and phishing use cases, that sort of thing. So that's where it came out of. And yeah, about two years ago. Okay, so 2020, around 2020, founded. Yeah, um, exactly so, right. Yeah. Right at the, was really right at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've talked to other founders same way, or they launched a new product right at the start of uh, the pandemic. So now, yeah. interesting, I hear this a lot, where you started, say, with an agency service consulting business, and then a product was born out of that. Is that kind of what happened here, where you said, working with the co-founders, cybersecurity consulting, and saw an opportunity to, to productize that service? Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. So we, we are technology builders. So that's that's what we do, to build uh, tech, technology. Uh, so when we did our consultancy, the intention was for us to, to, to not solve that with bodies or, or become a body shop, to rather build technology to solve our customers' problems. And this is an example of that. This is the first one that we, we we really tackled. And the reason for it is because, you know, from a cybersecurity perspective, this is kind of the biggest area of risk for organizations. Mm-hmm. This is where still the majority of cyber attacks occur on end user devices. So it's 
you know, it's it's certainly the first thing that we intended. It was it wasn't a, yeah. it wasn't something that we struggled over. It was a, mm -hmm. an obvious for us. Obvious one, yeah. And so founded twenty twenty, and then where where is your company located? Well, uh, we I, I don't know if we're located anywhere particularly. <laughs> we're we're a remote first business, okay. so we have uh, employees kind of all over the place, and we have customers all over the place as well. So in in multiple countries and. We've really built out our, our systems and processes to be a global company. So we, we, we try to think of ourselves as, as global, although we, we, we are more heavily concentrated in Australia, our, our team for sure. Okay. All right. So remote first, but Australia-based employees all over the place. And what, tell us about your team size, you know, employees plus you know, full-time contractors. How big is your team? At the moment, it's actually, I don't know. I think it's 18. But 18, or, okay. Yeah, we've we, we've started three people this week, so uh, and it's you know it's it's happening quite quickly. We're trying to find trying to find people. So mm -hmm. we were we were twelve the week before last. Okay. So okay, it's, it's all right, reasonably quickly, but yeah. Okay, so upper well upper teens around eighteen sounds good. And then anything you want to share, you know, AR size, you know, revenue range, anything you want to share there to get the a feel for the scale of your company. Sure, we're in the in the millions of of ARR, uh, and we're you know we're hoping to double that again, or, or more than double that again, um, very soon. And, and that's kind of been the how, how things have been um, for us. Yeah, it, it's 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 been quite good um, financial growth for us. Okay, great. So millions of ARR, looking at kind of doubling in size, uh, and then tell us. Yeah. You know, really want to talk like, yeah, who you're targeting your customers to. So tell us a little bit about your go-to-market motion. You know, is it traditional outbound sales? Is it inbound mix? Tell us a little bit about how you land customers. Well, it's been a big learning curve. It's been one of the areas where we've really had to skill up. Uh, I, one of the things that we didn't appreciate the you know, the challenge of was was doing something new. So for the for the people that that buy our software, uh, it's a very, very different scenario uh, to the, the entire market. So there's, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of things with automation that is typically done with projects. And there was a lot of concern from, from customers early on, you know, that the, the, our claims were thin or we couldn't mm -hmm. do what we, we claimed to, you know, that, that we, we really replace a nine to 18 month long project that, a, that, you know, a bunch of technical people would deliver. And it's hard to imagine that you could just, you know, um, replace that in a couple of hours. But that's what we've done, and it, it took a little bit of time for, for for customers to see that that was, you know, a, a real thing. And then I think when they saw other brands come on board, it, it helped. But it's was quite difficult at first to do direct sales. Our first sales came from really from people that we knew. Uh, we then did hire a, a, a sales director who. You know, helped us bring some maturity to our, our sales mm -hmm. process. So, what we were doing, you know, when we met new or potential customers, we were, we were taking them through ROI, sort of help them understand how much it was costing them to to you know do device management now, how much those gaps you know in device management was costing the organization, and then how we could sort of help them. That also helped them understand the scope of our product and and exactly what we we dealt with. So. We were, we were able to gain some direct customers that way, 
Um, we were also, you know, on some podcasts, things like that. People heard us and, and, and we had some, some leads that came that way. But I think, tip, you know, it, typically if I look back on you know, the last two years, our marketing was, you know, a, a, a massive failure. Um, and when we talk to company, you know, um, customers or even potential customers, um, they, they would essentially tell us that we would go to meetings and they would say things like, you know, if it wasn't for this guy that vouched for you, you know, after I looked at your website, there's no way I'd be talking to you guys right now. You know, so we're, we're getting things like that happening and we're, we're having to overcome that. And I think one of the ways that we overcame that was by really leaning onto partners. So we found partners that, that understood the problem that we were solving, that had a whole bunch of customers, you know, these are typically MSPs and MSSPs that had the gaps that we were solving. Mm-hmm. And then they became advocates of us to their customers, you know, which sort of helps build a bit more trust. So we've very much been a partner, you know, particularly in recent months, uh, a partner driven business. Mm-hmm. And we're, we've essentially scrapped all of our marketing, started again, and uh, building that up in the hope that we can, we can start getting some marketing qualified leads, but mm-hmm. uh, it's been predominantly through partners or through people that have heard of us through other people, other customers, or, you know, or heard um, our team talk on podcasts, for example. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, really. So, so partner channel relying on that partner channel, drive leads and deals. Yeah. And then do you still have like your director of sales, do you still, you know, calling prospects, trying to prospect there, so that outbound motion, or is it mainly the partner channel? It's it's a it's a bit of both, but it's really it's it's really the uh, the partner channel is probably eighty percent now of our of our, our our effort, yeah, and dealing with the opportunities that come from our partners. Okay, and you know, you mentioned your ICP, or you're targeting the persona of that that the internal IT department. And so are you yeah. working with larger enterprises, mid-markets, small, like how big are your customers that you're going after? So average customer uh, it would be in the hundreds to thousands of, of end users. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I say our, our average deal size would be, you know, between 150,000 and 350,000. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, However, that's you know for those customers they they're saving a, a, a quite a significant amount. So uh, we have customers that we save to about two point five million dollars a year. So it's it's quite small change in this domain. Um, organizations are used to spending a lot of money for device management in this space, um, and that's meant that they are typically larger organizations. So organizations that need to be compliant in particular. So uh, traditionally, I've built this technology for fin finance companies, banks, mm-hmm. uh, mines, uh, anywhere with a, a lot of money. Um, so it's a, it has been a little bit easier for us to sell to those organizations because they have experience with the projects and the costs of, of, of trying to do this. And it's, it's, a, it's an easy sell because our price is so low. Uh, however, we do have smaller customers, you know, including customers that would have, you know, 20, 30 uh, employees. And again, the cost is very, very low for them per user per month. They're down, you know, in the hundreds or maybe a thousand dollars a month kind of mm-hmm. um, price. Very, very, very low for what 
um, for device management. But for those organizations, a lot of the time, uh, this is the first time they've tried to manage devices. They're not aware of the costs. They're not aware of the the um, how, how challenging it is. And, and, and so it can be a little bit more of an education piece. Mm-hmm. So where we're at at our business now, we're, we're kind of focusing on slightly larger businesses um, as we grow and build our capacity to onboard more, just because the sales process isn't as heavy for us, um, believe it or not. Uh, enterprises take probably just as long for us to get a deal as a small company. Mm-hmm. That's why we focused on larger businesses. And then our persona really is is IT in, mm-hmm. in those instances. So our customers typically have their own IT people internally, and that's who we deal with. We work together with them to help them achieve the kind of things that they are struggling to achieve because the the software that's available now on the uh, on the market requires so much um, people and so you know so many bodies to, to make it work and keep it running. Mm-hmm. So they will essentially use Devicey to to make the decisions uh, that they need to to make around devices do the configurations and the customizations that they need for devices, but our platform automates um, those processes so that someone doesn't have to log on every month to do patching, for example. Patching mm-hmm. just happens automatically. They just decide how they want it to patch, um, what schedule, um, so that it's safe, you know, and doesn't impact their organization, but still meets the, the all the requirements they need. So um, that IT persona really is is the person that we're dealing with that wants to have a really great outcome for their end users in terms of user experience and the, and security as well. And yeah, really interesting. That makes a lot of sense. And then you know, targeting maybe you know mid market enterprise for the most part. Like, are you seeing are there these couple months sales cycles, six months, twelve months? What what's an average sales cycle sales cycle that you see for these deals? I wish I could say we had an average sales cycle. It's 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 not short. Uh, it's it's yeah. a little one because I think partly because of how much risk we deal with for an organization, and we also you know we're managing the employee devices of of every staff member or every student mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's it's very high high touch, and the the potential for something to go wrong. Um, you know, I think customers feel you know a bit of this is an an important domain so it has to be done well so it has taken a little bit of time to to go through and build trust with with customers that haven't known us and you know doing things like pox and 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 whatever um but still yeah i I would say that probably takes about six months okay surprisingly we do get much quicker ones though so um even we've had government uh, uh, government agent government agency in particular in Australia, we're known for taking a very long time to go through procurement in government. Um, but because they really felt the pain that we solve, every now and then we do find a customer that just will do anything they can to make it happen really, really quickly. Yeah. So they can get, you know, the, the, this, this problem addressed. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And so you just recently raised the series A and so tell us how, how much capital have you raised to date now? So that that we raised just over ten million US mm-hmm. in that round, and then we'd raised about a million, uh, oh, about seven hundred fifty thousand US prior to that. Mm-hmm. In a and, yeah, in a seed round, yep. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so around say US, roughly eleven million dollars raised to date, and so it's always interesting. So Series A, you know, that's a nice raise, good number. 
And, you know, what did you see? Like, what, you know, compelled you? Did you see any triggers, milestones that said, hey, we're ready to take this to the next step to accelerate growth? You know, what, what did you see in your business that you're ready to, to take on more capital? Well, I think when we started, we, we, we knew that we'd have to take on capital, uh, you know, it was from the beginning, partly because this problem we solve has a very wide scope. So when you're dealing with, with employee devices, <clears throat> uh, there, is, there are so many areas that you need to address you know, the, the applications people use, the, the files and resources, so being able to share files, access, you know, company um, resources, email, um, the customizations that you need for, you know, for personalization to the, all of the security controls that are required. It's a, it's a very wide scope that we have to manage. So we knew that we'd need a significant um, engineering team to build mm -hmm. the software that deals with that, you know, effectively. And, and we also knew that we um, were doing something new and that we, we had belief that it would take off. Um, prior to Devicey, there wasn't a SaaS product that you could consume that would do device management for you. There are, there are SaaS device management platforms out there, but an IT team would have to be built to, to consume that, build that infrastructure make it available to the organization and then manage it. So the prospect, the, the difference between uh, our SaaS model and others is, you, you know, you would you need a team of three to five people for, for most other solutions, where you don't really need anyone full-time on Devicey. And that's really because we deal with a lot more scope than the other SaaS mm -hmm. solutions. We deal with the, you know, we obviously have the platform, but then we also have uh, all of the, 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 the processes and, and, and automations that, that help you deal with that project life cycle. So it's quite a, it's quite a bigger thing. Um, and we wanted to be the, uh, we wanted to set the standard for that globally. And we wanted to, we also wanted to be, um, the, you know, people's number one choice. And, and to be able to do that, we knew that we'd have to be able to mar um, market significantly We'd have to be able to support customers all over the world, and we'd have to make sure our infrastructure was available all over the world. So, um, as as well as you know, having to move very very fast, like everybody does these days. So, uh, it, it was always our intention to raise and and find a partner that we could work with to help us, you know, achieve what we we needed to do. So, yeah, it was it, it wasn't necessarily there was a trigger. Uh, it was it was we 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 knew we needed to to move fast and, 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 you know, grow quickly in terms of our, our systems capability and capacity, just because of how big the, the, the opportunity is that, you know, there's so many organizations that, that, well, every, you know, every organization has um, just about has devices for their staff. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, it's almost universal these days, you know, so the TAM's very, very big. Yeah, and we have to make sure that we seize seize as much of that as possible. And then, so okay, so deploying the capital, then it sounds like to engineering because you have such a wide scope. And then it sounds like also just marketing efforts, you know, customer support. Is that you know where you're putting this money to use then? One hundred percent. Yep. Okay. All right. And so yeah, Series A around ten million dollars. Uh, you know, a decent sum of money. Any fundraising lessons or tips and tricks that you learned with these raises that you could share with with other founders? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So 
we, we, we met with a lot of VCs. I, I spent a lot of time talking with VCs going back to when we very first started our business. And uh, what, what in, in my experience, um, if I could go back now and start that process over again, uh, I would have, I would have probably been a lot more selective with who I, I gave my time to. So the, the VCs that had invested in companies very, very similar to us or understood infrastructure very well and had a lot of infrastructure businesses that it, they invested in, it was so much easier to deal with them because they understood our competitors and what was different about us. Um, dealing with essentially anybody else was very laborsome mm-hmm. because it was a big learning curve for them to understand first of all the dom- the domain that we're in it's a very technical domain um and then you know what was unique about us so uh, having gone through that I, I would try to avoid vcs that you know aren't very very experienced in in, in our domain um yeah mm. i think in those scenarios it's like a, a it's just a constant um struggle of of trying to help them understand and yeah, I just don't, who has time for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so limited time, right? And that that's a, a common theme of, yeah, investors who believe in your space and also, right, know your space, you know? So like yeah. you said, you're not educating them, spending all that time. So it sounds like, yeah, if you could do it over, VCs who, and our investors who understand your space, which makes a lot of sense, makes your job a little bit easier. So yeah. As we wrap up here, really appreciate the time, Martin. So, what's what's next for Devicey? What's uh, up and coming that's uh, that's exciting for for the company? Well, you touched on it uh, earlier. We're we're putting more and more of the the process that we take our customers through onto our front end. So that's going to help our our partners and and you know direct customers uh, come to our website, you know, in their at their own leisure and their own time walk through the processes and the, the, the decisions that they need to make to, to get device management and then their organization really singing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to, that's going to do a few things. It's going to allow customers to have a look at devicey, try us, get a sense of the scope that we manage without having to, you know, talk to a, a sales team or, or talk to anyone at all. Uh, and then also give us a little bit more scale in terms of, being able to onboard customers because you know we're not going to have to have as many conversations. So that's that's where a lot of our focus has been. One of the cool things about that um, that I'm really excited about is that uh, that's going to give us access to smaller companies. And you know, I, because I mentioned earlier, we were working. I was working for a long time building these solutions for private companies, but usually larger ones. Um, that cost is so prohibitive to small companies that, you know, you think about it, if you're a, a two, three, four, five, ten 10 employees, mm-hmm. but your business wants to deal with really large enterprises and you need the compliance and you need the, um, the security and the maturity to be able to, to inter- engage with that organization on your end user devices. How do you achieve that? It's just a nightmare for those, those, those companies um, will, will be an option that they, where they can come to the website onboard themselves and get to a you know exceptional uh, place of maturity uh, very quickly very easily and we're really excited about that yeah that sounds like a great goal so really appreciate your time today sharing your story if if listeners want to learn more about your company where can they find you online 
please go to devicey.com and forgive our marketing um, uh, foibles, like I was referring to yeah. before. We have a new site coming with a whole all new branding and all sorts of uh, things that uh, sound a, way less arrogant and um, <laughs> more focused on our um, buyer persona, you know, our, our humble IT friends. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's devicey, so D E V I C I E dot com. You got it. You got Correct. it. Correct. Okay. And and look forward to that new landing page revamped, you know. So don't uh, don't judge Martin too hardly on, on his pages right now. So Martin, really appreciate again your time sharing your story. Uh, sounds like you've got a great thing going. So again, you know, thanks, thanks for your time and sharing uh, sharing your experiences. It was great to be here with you, Ben. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Martin. Appreciate it.